Categories, your weekly categorized chatcast. My name is Jason, and I'm joined by our co-host Mark and Mikey. Hey, everyone. How's it going? Hey, how's it going, guys? It's going. It's going all right. Yeah, yeah. Everybody's staying warm. It's even colder than it was last week. Trying. Yeah, I'm doing our best. Yeah, we ended up having to get another heater just to try to keep our living room warm. It's it's bitter cold where we're at. It's in the single digits in the worst part of the day. So, good lord. So, did everybody have fun off of uh, last week's topic getting ready for this week? Yep, I like it. Yeah, I'm looking forward to this uh, production. Yeah, absolutely. I, I've, I've came across some funny things, so and I definitely have a lot of, uh, uh, you know... A lot of like uh, recommendations, things that didn't quite make the list, but uh, still definitely honorable mentions. Mention. Honorable mentions, thank you. As soon as I start the podcast, I go brain dead. Uh, so my mouse would just shoot me. So, all right, let's go ahead and jump right into it, guys, so we can get this topic going. All right, Mikey, your topic for this week was your top, your favorite band or musician, artist, whatever you want to call them, your, your top three. Correct, our top three of all time, no matter genre, musician, band, anything like that. Um, I like this because I listen to music constantly. I constantly have Spotify open listening to it or YouTube. And sometimes I'll listen to country and sometimes I wind up on the weird part of the internet listening to Japan techno music. No matter what it is, I'll always try to at least listen to it and give it a fair shot of me actually liking it. But um, my top three all are in the same genre. They're all country singers. It's none of the new stuff that's all pop and nothing. It's actually real southern country music, which is now a dying breed. <laughs> all right. <laughs> now, my number, th- my number three artist is um, Eric Church. used to love this view sit here and drink a few main street in the high school up on friday night he's not very popular a lot of people don't know him unless you're a big avid country music singer he started make uh, writing music and playing the guitar at age 13 when he by his senior year in high school he was playing in local bars around his uh, town which it's kind of weird considering he was 15, 16, 17, and he was playing in bars. How did they let him in? I guess as part of the road crew or whatever? It, he was just him, his brother, and his dad, and a couple of his friends started a started a band called the Mountain Boys. And somehow, I guess his, da- his dad, he, they started in one bar that his dad's brother, his uncle, I guess, owned the bar. And he let him in, and then a lot of people started liking it, so other, other uh, bars started letting him play. And it just kind of grew from there. He actually um, – he was engaged for a while, and his father-in-law was going to be father-in-law, owned a um, – I believe it was a bank or a lending company, mortgage company. And he actually gave up music for six months, and he got just the typical office job, and he he eventually broke off his uh, m- uh, ma- uh, marriage because th- she gave him the ultimatum, music or me, and he gave, he gave her uh, six months – and he's like, I don't like it. I'm not happy with myself. So he left one night, and he moved to Nashville. Wow. And he actually wrote a song about it. And I didn't know it was actually about him, which was kind of interesting. Now, looking back, now that I know it was about him, I was like, wow, that's crazy. 
So much like uh, much uh, country music singers, they know it's always going to Nashville. Always going to Nashville. Yep. It's crazy. Hollywood stars go to Hollywood, or movie stars go to Hollywood. Country singers go to Nashville. Is that, is that right? That that's about right. Yes, sir. What's some of his? Uh, what's one of your favorite songs of his? One of my favorite songs from his. It's a newer one, that it was just on his record that was released in 2013. It was called "Give Me Back My Hometown," and then another one I like was from his uh, award-winning album "Chief." This song is called "Springsteen." They're the typical country songs, you know, "Falling with the Girl," yada yada yada. They're basically the same song, you know, same story. Falling in love with your high school girl and life is life is great <laughs> hey you know we're from oklahoma it's hard not to flip the radio station at least here 15 different country stations all within like a small range of yeah. frequencies that's uh that's why i don't listen to the radio oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> okay <laughs> no but i'll tell you what I, you know i do respect country music and i think it's great and I, find, I think it, this is gonna be a great episode because i think we're gonna find out how different we all three of us are because i have a feeling i'm gonna be the oddball out so that's good <laughs> I don't know. Mark and I, we have the same background, but I think Mark and I are kind of different now. So I, I doubt any, I doubt any of our top threes are the same. So I'm, I'm really curious to see what's going Every time me and Jason ride in the car, at first, there was no way country is going to be on the radio. No. Just no way about it. And finally, he's actually starting to warm up to it a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> I can get a few songs out of him per car ride. The more twang, the more I want to throw myself out the car. So, I mean, it's pretty bad. <laughs> Yeah, and the more twang, in my opinion, the better the song is. See, it's just, <laughs> so, yeah, we're at odds. To, to each their own. Yeah, yeah. So, a good way to put it. Very cool. I'm going to have to go listen to those songs. So is that the one you had on earlier today? Yes, it okay. was. That was played I, on YouTube. The music the video was kind of cool, so I'll have to go finish watching it. So, definitely. All right. Uh, let's see. My number three, and I'll tell you now, just to give you a background of kind of where my music history is. And I know it's very similar to my, to my other... Who wrote Poopcast? <laughs> <laughs> oh, somebody's playing in the Google Docs. Oh no! Oh. <laughs> Caught me at the worst time. I still don't. I still don't see it. Uh, oh, it's, it's in the script note, or it was it's in the uh, podcast format or the poopcast format, I guess. Uh, okay. Well, my back, my music background is very similar to my brother's in terms of how we were raised. My our dad's from Detroit. Definitely, you know, hard rock, uh, ACDC, Metallica, Pink Floyd. You know, ZZ Top, all that stuff. Def- definitely a very much a rock background. But growing up, going through middle school, kind of lot started to listen to you know some of the pop stations back whenever like uh, pop was becoming real popular. In uh, sync, the Zinga, the Zinga. Uh, you know, they did uh, Britney Spears, all those pop songs, jock jams, all that crazy crap that happened. Uh, you know, so we definitely got more into that. And as I went to college and all this stuff, I really like video game soundtracks and chip tunes. And it gets – I'm going further down the pipe here. So just to give you an idea of where I'm going here, here's a uh, sample of my number three favorite artist. is a sample of Ghosts and Stuff by what my number three musician, Dead Mouse. Uh, Dead Mouse, uh, 
He's an artist. He does progressive house music. Um, he's actually from Canada. Where Justin Bieber and John Candy and all those other not oh, so great, great people are from. Sorry. <laughs> um, you know, he, he does a lot of very much uh, rave type music. Uh, his first album was named Get Scrapped back in 2005. I didn't know any tracks from it really, but his second album uh, was called Random Album Title in 2008, which featured the song that you just heard, Ghosts and Stuff, featuring Rob Swire. Now, uh, Dead Mouse is kind of a neat guy because what he likes to do, he likes to do a lot of collaborations. Um, I first discovered him, Erica was my wife, you know, uh, Mikey's sister, uh, was... Uh, we were watching videos on YouTube, and, and she was like, hey, you got to check this out. This is kind of cool. And she showed me the music video to Ghosts and stuff. Now, in the music video, uh, he basically dies, turns into a ghost, and he's kind of wandering aimlessly through a good chunk of the music video. And he ends up at kind of this at this uh, you know party where Dead Mouse is playing. And his journey is kind of neat. There's some really cool uh, uh, effects and just funny play on you know, being dead kind of things. Like, at the first, as soon as he's dead and walking down the hallway at the hospital, he's trying to go through the walls like a ghost, but he keeps hitting the wall. It's it's just really funny humor inside the music. I think I've seen that. I think I've seen the music video, actually. He gets, actually, like, a YouTube. tattoo as a ghost. And at the end of the music video, not to spoil the music video, but um, at the end of the music <laughs> video, he, they actually bring him back to life, and he comes back, and he's rubbing his neck, and that tattoo he got as a ghost is on his neck. So, and it's it's the old Space Invaders alien ship logo thing. It's, it's awesome. Uh... I really like his music. His collaborations are great. Um, he has three number one songs on the Billboard Dance Mix Show Airplay chart, the most of any Canadian, including Justin Bieber. So take that, Biebers. Take that to the bank. So, you know, I, I'm, I'm, you threw it down last week, Mark. I'm throwing it down. I hate, I do not care for Justin Bieber. I'm glad he's back in Canada right now. Uh, so, yeah, and, and he has to tie into my favorite video game. Um, he was actually the uh, lead music performer at the first MineCon, the Minecraft conference. So uh, there's actually a picture of him out there on the internet riding a prop pig from the game. It's hilarious. He's into video games. His music's great. He's very stylized. And almost anybody recognizes the giant, like, oversized Mickey Mouse ears and stuff that he wears on stage. It's a crazy thing to watch, and he makes great music. I really like him. That's why he's my number three. Very cool, very cool. Well, there goes Justin Bieber as my number one. Oh, <laughs> no, I don't. I don't. It's good, because this or, podcast or... would be over. <laughs> All right. Just well, I'm going to give a little spiel about my music kind of choice kind of thing. Um, top bands of all time, such, such a broad category. I could go on and on about my top 100 favorite bands, but I had to narrow my line of vision. So I decided to pick my favorite genre and pick bands from different subgenres of that main genre, kind of like Mikey. It's all in one genre here. Oh, I, you're sticking to one genre. Wow. Yeah, I've been offended now. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I have picked bands that have stood the test of time and have really produced consistent and quality albums that obviously appealed to me. You picked rap, didn't you? You picked rap. You know, in MC Chris. Uh, <laughs> oh, and oh, that's great. What I'm, <laughs> and what I'm going to do is play two clips for each band, one of their early work and one of their more current work. Right. So, so what is my favorite genre? Well, let's find out. And let's play my first sound clip from my number three all-time favorite band. 
right. It, yeah. A band that is collective soul. Yes. My genre is rock and roll, but uh, okay, collective soul would fall under the the, the genre of classic rock. They're an American rock band from Stockbridge, Georgia. They formed in 1993, and since then, they've had nine albums, their last being released in 2009. The clip I just played for you was Shine from their first album, Hints, Allegations, and Things Left Left Unsaid. Collective Soul gained international recognition and double platinum status with this album, this debut. The group's self-titled second album, issued in 1995, was certified RIAA Triple Platinum and logged a 76-week run on the Billboard 200. Notables from the Collective Soul album included U.S. rock chart number one hits, December, Where the River Flows, The World I Know. Uh, Yeah. This album was one of my very first CDs, and I absolutely loved it. I remember before I had a CD player that I would always love catching the World I Know song on the radio. <laughs> it was one of my favorite songs and for the longest time, and it's still probably top ten. It wasn't until just recently that I bought their second self-titled album, released in 2009, and let's listen to a song from it called Understanding. <laughs> Collective Soul's ability to master both hard and soft rock has made them my number three all-time favorite band. Oh, yeah. Very good. I God, I completely forgot about them. They are wonderful. Oh, uh, yeah. Man. All right. There are other things. All righty. My number two favorite musician is Keith Whitley. He played uh, mainly in the 80s. He died in 1989 from an apparent alcohol poisoning. My favorite song from him was um, the It's Called Some Old Side Road. Just another one of them uh, Red Dirt Country songs. He um he began started drinking early, really way before he was even allowed to drink legally. He also had really bad depression his entire life, which made it even harder for him to quit drinking. He really preferred to drink alone, so no one really knew he had a problem until it was basically too late. He actually married another singer. They were only married for a few years before he actually died. It, it got to the point to where at night his wife would have to lock her legs and arms around him just so he wouldn't get up to get a, a glass of alcohol. Oh, wow. 
He actually restrained to drink and nail polish remover and uh, like mouthwash to to get get the high, get the drunk feeling because if he was addicted to it. Oh man. Yeah, pretty crazy. A lot of people think it it uh, stemmed back from when his father and his brother died in a motor in a motorcycle wreck, is what really started it. I didn't mean to take down the whole morale of this now, making it really sad, but. <laughs> Bring everybody back up. Yeah. Okay, there we go. <laughs> Alrighty, that's my number two, Jason. All right. Very cool. Let's see, my number two. Uh, I'll play a sample from and. They are not only one of my favorite uh, groups, but they also wrote the entire soundtrack for one of my favorite movies. Let's hear one of those uh, sounds now. Daft Punk. Mm-hmm. Uh, Daft Punk is a... Uh, they make electronic music, if you couldn't tell. Uh, they're actually an older group as well. Uh, they are actually a French duo. They are both from France. Um, they are most commonly known for... Much like Dead Mouse, they have uh, helmets that they wear that look robotic. Um, their first album was named Homework. That was released in 1997. That album included the hit Around the World, uh, which I, it's been a long time since I've heard it, but I do like it. Uh, they're rarely seen in public, but like I said, they, they typically wear their helmets when they are in public. Even at the latest Grammys, they actually uh, had won an award for their song Get Lucky with Pharrell, and they appeared on stage and played live, which, if I remember correctly, is like the second time they've performed live uh, in America, or at least anywhere for that matter. So, um, but yeah, they definitely wore their helmets then as well. Um, their second album... Uh, was named Discovery in 2001, and they had that the, the song One More Time, which had a really cool music video because it was like an anime, which was kind of unheard of even back in like 2001 for Americans. So it was long kind of a song. huh? It's a long song. It's a very long song, but the music video it's like seven minutes or something like. It's crazy. It's a long, but it's a really great song. Um, their third album was named Human After All in 2005, included the song. My, one of my favorite songs from that album, Technologic, which is kind of this upbeat, hip-hop dance, you know, song. You can see somebody breakdancing to it easily. It's a really cool song. Like I mentioned before, they composed the entire soundtrack for the movie Tron Legacy, which is a sequel to the original Tron by Disney. Um, the movie, the entire soundtrack was made. So everything from not only what you heard just a minute ago, which is kind of an upbeat, techno, uh, crazy, you know, electronic, hyped song, they also do some of the mellow, slower songs that lead into the movie and everything. They did the entire soundtrack, so which I thought was very impressive. They even make a cameo in the film. Um, at the end of Line Club, you can actually see them as the DJs in the club. So it was kind of a neat, uh, uh, neat uh, Easter egg right in the movie. I love that. Um, like I mentioned, they played their their newest hit was "Get Lucky" featuring Pharrell, which actually earned a Grammy for a Record of the Year. I really like them as a band just because they're unique. They're they're their songs are real catchy. I can't get their songs in my head. I, I've uh, been known to just put on Pandora and put on uh, da- Daft Punk Radio and just listen to it in the morning whenever I'm taking a shower. Or it's just great music, real positive, real fun. Um, they're kind of neat guys. Uh, 
like I said, they're kind of mysterious. You don't ever really see them very much, but their songs have been around since I started listening to even like uh, pop music back when I was in middle school. So they've kind of been with me the whole time. So that's why they're my number two pick. Have you heard of uh, Pentatonics? Is it Hint- Pentatonics? Pentatonics. Uh, is that one of their songs? No, no, it's a, it's a different band. Oh, okay. It's, a, it's an acapella band, like a, like five people. That's what's called Pentatonics. But uh, they do an awesome. Um, uh, what's the band you said? Uh, Daft Punk. They do an awesome like Daft Punk over the years, like ten different, so like five or ten different songs of theirs into one acapella song. Really, listen to it. It's really good. Oh, cool! I'll have to check it out. I just wanted to throw that in there. It is, it's That's cool. awesome. Yeah, I, I think you'd like it a lot. But, I will uh, have to YouTube that after this episode. <laughs> but um, okay. My uh, let's listen to an audio clip from my number two all-time favorite band. Throw up your rock fist if you're feeling it when I drop this. Show them how we blow the spot. Let's make it hot. The shots go with the body rock till the party stops. It's time to take it up a notch and keep it locked for all the headbangers in the parking lot. Here we come if you're ready or not. No time to talk because we're on the clock. Bringing the TFK Thousand Foot Crutch would fall under the genre of Christian rock. They are what I just found out to be Canadian? I didn't oh, know that. Oh, there you go. I know, right? They're a Canadian rock band, but, you know, I'm, I won't hold that against them one bit because they absolutely rock my socks off. And there's, <laughs> and there's nothing wrong with being really polite, bacon, maple syrup. I, I think they might know what life is all about. <laughs> <laughs> you know who else is a Canadian rock band? Nickelback. All right. That's what I think of that. Go ahead. <laughs> and, and life is really all about Jesus. You know, <laughs> I have no shame that I'm a Christian and that Jesus died on the cross to cover our sins, but I'm, I'm not going to preach. But this is actually one of the reasons why I love TFK, and they're one of my favorite bands. I grew up on rock and church. And this is one of the bands that I discovered when I found out that they made music for people like me. And uh, TFK has been a band since 1995 and has released eight albums since. And their last release was in 2012. The song I just played was Rock Fist from their Phenomenon album released in 2003. And this is really the first album that I owned of theirs. And I love it. And they have had awesome albums since. And then... I have absolutely loved them. An album that to note is Welcome to the Masquerade, released in 2009. I loved this album so much that I wrote a short fiction story in college with this album as my inspiration. I really envisioned it as the soundtrack. And I love Christian rock bands, but TFK has had an unrivaled consistency in creating what I like. Let's take a listen to one of their songs from their latest album entitled Courtesy Call. Hey, oh, here comes a danger up in this club. When we get started, man, we ain't gonna stop. We gonna turn it out till it gets too hot. Everybody sing, hey, oh, tell them turn it out till they can't no more. Let's get this thing shaking like a disco ball. This is your last one and a courtesy call. Hey, oh, here comes a danger up in this club. When we get started, man, we ain't gonna stop. We gonna turn it out till it 
Really hard rock, and that is why they are my number two all-time favorite band. Enough said. I recognize that first song you played. I've, I've heard that before with you. So it's an old one. Yeah, it's a goodie though, for sure. Yeah. All right, my number one is known as the King of Country, a living legend, and easily one of the most influential recording artists of all time. George Harvey Strait. She was leaning on a rail in a cotton dress. Summer tan, pretty little perfect mess. He is one of the people who believe. A lot of people believe he was one of the main country singers to resurrect country from the pop country era that it was starting to turn into. He was a neo-traditionalist country style, the cowboy look, the big acoustic sound in the background. He has sold more than 70 million albums in the United States alone. His certifications from the RIAA include 13 multi-platinum, 33 platinum, and 38 gold albums. His best-selling album is Pure Country, which was released in 1992, which sold 6 million. His highest, his highest certified album is Straight Out of the Box in 1995, which sold 2 million copies. That's eight times platinum due to it being in a box set of four CDs. According to the RIAA, Straight is the 12th best-selling album recording artist in the United States overall. My favorite song from him is called When the Credits Roll. It's just uh, about when when he's done, when his life is over, just like the end of the movie, when his credits roll. What what are people going to know about him, not professionally, personally, how he is with his relationship with God, how he is a father, how he's a son, how he's a brother, how he is an uncle, just reflecting on his life. And he hopes that people really think that he was a good man, regardless of his professional abilities to sing. But I could go on and on about my favorite. Any song that he's played, I... I, I love. I can listen to any and everything that he's ever done. Cool. I like it. All right. So we'll lead into my number one here, which is and I and I, I have to I have to preface this. All my songs that are in the top three right now, these are songs that I can pick up any day of the week, listen to them for like an hour or two, and be happy about it, and not be like, oh, I'm tired of listening to this. Because certainly this my number one band. I haven't really listened to their new stuff, but I can't stop listening to their older stuff. So I will uh, let you know what my number one is here in just a sec. Here is a sample from my number one band. sunshine in a bag I'm useless but not for long the future is coming on yeah that is the gorillas um I've listened to them since high school I've listened to them in the last few years I just I've got their second album Demon Days on my media player and I listen to it at least once a week from top to bottom it's a great album uh, they are an English group. They are from, like, England. Every one of my top three is from a foreign country. <laughs> Just goes to show you that most American music sucks. Not talking about country. <laughs> about and that's what I'm saying. 
So did I tell you that we listen to Gorillas probably three times a week at work? No kidding. <laughs> we have three or four mixed CDs of theirs, and we just throw it in. Oh, you got to bring home a copy. I want a copy of that. <laughs> Definitely. Y'all didn't hear that. Um, <laughs> um, no, they're they're an alternative rock group. Like I said, they're from England. Uh, their first album was self-titled. The song you just heard, what? <laughs> oh, oh no. Uh, the first song, uh, the song that you just heard was called Clint Eastwood, which actually had kind of a western intro, and they're out in the middle of like a, a cemetery. It's a really good song. So I know that song from top to bottom, word by word. I can sing it. I love it. The song. Is Please great. don't. <laughs> I will. <laughs> no, I'll uh, I'll have to do it later. Um, the the really neat thing about Gorillas is not only is there like an alternative rock style that actually penetrated the mainstream at least a few times they've had at least three hits that i could think of in the last few years that actually uh got played on all the pop stations we hear around here in oklahoma so i mean uh clint eastwood feel good inc um you know they had at least one or two more uh the really neat thing about gorillas is that they are actually a virtual band what that means is that any performances they make live or any music videos they make they're not in it much like dead mouse and uh, Daft Punk, they're hiding behind uh, an alternate character. In this case, they're hiding behind animation, cartoons. So they actually have four members of their band. They're all animated. They're never seen in public, um, personally, really. I mean, they really aren't. Uh, they typically do all their stuff on the screen. If you ever went to any of their concerts, guess what? You got to see them perform live with a screen up with the cartoon. You didn't actually get to see the band members. Um, they actually have the Guinness Book of World Records for the most successful virtual band, so take that for whatever it is um like i said their second album is called demon days and my favorite song from that album is feel good inc even though like i said i can listen to every one of their songs last living souls feel good inc there's even a song in there about uh kind of like a monkey mountain it's kind of a narrative song it's it's all great it has a really neat atmosphere to it um and the cool thing is they kind of wave in and out of it so they'll go to like a really mellow part of the song They've even had, like, a guest female vocalist on a couple of their songs. It's really beautiful music. Um, I love them for their unique sound and colorful music videos. Their music videos are funny, but also entertaining. Um, you know, I listened to them since high school. I still enjoy the heck out of them. Uh, they, apparently, they've had two more albums since then, but I haven't yet to listen to them. So guess what I'm going to go do? Now that I've realized that they are my number one band, I'm going to go listen to them. So definitely going to do that. But they are my number one because I can listen to them any time of day, and I'm just... Happy as can be. I'm uh, feeling glad I got a sunshine in my bag. Oh, <laughs> love gorillas. I remember listening to that in, the tr- in your truck on the way to school. Oh yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, let's listen to the let's listen to an audio clip from my number one all-time favorite band. That is fact. Fact would be in the subgenre, subgenre of what I like to call J-rock. J-rock. It is Japanese. J-rock is defined as rock music 
from Japan. I started listening to Japanese music in high school and have fallen in love with their rock music. If you like what you just heard, look up some of my other favorite J-Rock bands. Cold Rain, Gact, The Bingdon Schoolboys, Miyavi. Fact is a Japanese band formed in 1999, and they have released four albums since. With a new single just released already this year, so I'm hoping this turns into a full album later this year, they implement clean and screamed singing styles, which I love bands that balance both. One thing that I find fascinating about Fact and many other Japanese bands is that the lyrics to most of the band's songs are written in English. Why that is is a phenomenon that I can't wrap my head around, but a phenomenon that I cannot resist. The first song we listen to is entitled A Fact of Life. This was on their 2009 self-titled album, Fact. This is the first album that I heard and I immediately fell in love with their music. Like other bands in my list, Fact is my favorite J-Rock band because they have consistently released amazing albums. Let's listen to a song from their most recent album, Burndanga, and this song is entitled Foss. band is punk rock at its best and that is what makes it my number one all-time favorite band fantastic yeah well very cool that was a great list of bands everybody I, i'm really uh, happy with what we uh, were able to pull out and talk about this week uh any honorable mentions we'd like to mention before we get on to the topic for next week I don't have any honorable mentions, really. I mean, any if you've seen country, I'm gonna like you. So. <laughs> you know what happens when you play country music backwards, right? You, you get your dog back, get your wife back, get your house back, get your truck back. <laughs> no, country music's great. I actually do like some country music. There's a few country songs I like, but it's it's kind of far and few between. But there, there's some. So, and much like you, much like you probably think, you, you probably prefer to listen to country than some of our stuff. So. <laughs> I'm open to anything. I'll listen to just about anything, but. If I have total control of the radio, it's going to be on country. There you go. Uh, I've got a few here. Um, one of the ones I used to listen to, and up until a few years ago, really enjoyed was Linkin Park. Now, I loved Linkin Park in high school. They were kind of my song, my band to go to when I was kind of in my teen angsty years. You know, just kind of lied down about life. Oh, oh, this is going, da, 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 yada, yada, yada. But after college, I really kind of just stopped listening to them because every time I listened to them, especially their... Uh, original album i'd kind of go back to that dark place and like yeah i don't really don't want to be sad and down i want to be happy and uppity up so i kind of went to electronic music um also a few of the other uh chiptune electric video game types uh one that's similar to uh daft punk in some ways is one called mux mool if you watch any adult swim programming you, you'll occasionally hear some of his songs as bumpers in between shows uh, mux mool does some really cool 
uh, really cool. One of uh, the album I really like is called Skull Taste. It's kind of a weird album, but it's got a lot of good music. So check that out. Um, another one of my favorite artists is called Bitburner. He does uh, classic uh, arcade sound remixes. Like he takes the he samples song uh, sounds from our old arcade games and puts them into new songs. And Mike, you heard one of them the other day. He actually used a crow in one. So yep. that, that's Bitburner. He does really cool stuff. He actually follows me on Twitter, which makes me extremely happy. Um, and then, of course, I really like uh, Nero, who also did the song Doomsday, which was the promo song for Borderlands 2, and that song knocks my socks off. So that, that was I was going Nero. Nero's so uh, good. Nero's awesome. Oh, it's so good. A- any honorable mentions for you, Mark? Uh, well, there's so many. I mentioned some of the Japanese ones that I like. Um, you know, I... Uh, other uh, Christian fans, uh, I love um, Demon Hunter, uh, Skillet, really yeah, good band. Skillet's good. Yeah, and then Classic Rock, Pink Floyd. Like you said, we grew up on it. It's so good, classic. Yeah, a little bit of prop. Yeah. Cool. All right. Uh, right out, Chili Peppers. Back up. Just gonna throw those in there too. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> throw those in there real quick. They're at the bottom of my page. I didn't see it. <laughs> All right, so I guess it means that uh, I will be the host for next week for the uh, the next category. So let's find out what my category is. Are we ready? Yeah. I'm going to get something weird. I'm hoping for video games. Come on, video games. <laughs> no way, there's no way we stop. Okay. The – oh, crap, I didn't run it. <laughs> it broke. All right, give me just a second. I'll get it. Okay, here we go. Let's try it again. Food! We will be talking about food next week. So, give me just a sec here to figure out what uh, kind of what kind of food topic. Um. Okay, okay. Okay, top three favorite foods that you love as an adult but hated as a child. Very interesting. There you go. You love as an adult hated as a child and i definitely got three of them right on top of my head so wow yeah i know you're that's barely, gonna mikey you're barely an adult so you really <laughs> <laughs> i'm kidding i'm kidding so we will find out uh next week what our top three favorite foods we liked as an adult but hated as a kid this will be interesting this will be good i can't wait to find out so thanks to both our co-hosts this week and thank you listener for tuning in Next week, we'll talk about food. If your list was different than ours for this week, we'd like to hear about it. Please send us your top three items from this week's category to chattergories at gmail.com. And we may just read yours next week. Happy chatting. <laughs>